Hi, welcome to episode six of the Connect Two podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen, and I'm here with my very good friend Mark Hughes. Hello. How's it going, Mark? It's going really good. I just uh, returned from a camping trip. Nice. With the uh, Rocinante. The Rocinante. The Rossi and, and Larry. The Larry truck. the truck. Yes. Named after your wife's uncle, if I recall. Yes. Very mm-hmm. cool. Yes. So here we are at episode six. Yes, this yeah, is great. That's right. Hey, let me ask you a quick question. Your favorite episode six from a franchise. Fast and Furious 6. Uh, nope. Star Trek The Undiscovered Country. Maybe. Or Return of the Jedi, which is... Episode three slash six, depending on how old you are. <laughs> you know, I am more of a fan of Star Trek than Star Wars, always have been, so it would have to go with Star Wars. Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. Yes. Episode six. Yes. The Undiscovered Country. I'm impressed. Good work. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm a font of useless knowledge <laughs> <laughs> about all sorts of things. Well, yeah, you know, it's okay. <laughs> so. Uh, mailbag. Mailbag. Right. Um, nothing in the mailbag that no. I've seen. Checking the email, it's gonna come. It's gonna come. <laughs> it's gonna come. Uh, well, I, and this is a very appropriate point for people to uh, who are listening, and there are people listening, uh, to uh, subscribe to our podcast. Yes, as well as rate and review, especially on Apple iTunes, right, and on the Google Play Store, because both of those help us get around to more people and. Uh, encourage uh, you know if you like what you're hearing sure yeah higher visibility tell your friends it's, g- yeah. it's good feedback if you want to give us direct feedback an email is great what's the email address it's, uh connect to podcast at gmail.com excellent yes okay yeah so um what two new things did you learn last week Whew, boy two new things well first of all if you have enough money you can go to space <laughs> learn that <laughs> Yeah, my wife sent a meme <laughs> out uh, that is uh, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and uh, Richard Branson have decided to send a billion dollars out into space just because. That's right. Yeah, now, I love how I love how Elon's not going himself. I think he's the smartest of the three. He's well, like, I'm not an astronaut. What's wrong with you? I, considering right. how many of these things blow up on the landing pad, it's still pretty risky stuff. E- exactly. I also thought it was very funny that petition that went around. Um, asking Bezos not to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I had not heard that. Yeah, several million signatures. So I do. I have to admit, I I, I kind of respect Branson. I've always liked Richard Branson. So yeah, so I learned that. Um, we have to think about the other thing I learned. What about you? I learned two things. Um, one thing is last week I had mentioned this guy on YouTube who does uh, um, cocktails. Right, clarifying, clarifying alcohol with alcohol. milk. I have not tried that yet, still on tap, but uh, I found out a bit more information. It's truffles on the rock, not truffle on the rock. Okay. And the guy, his name is Jean-Felix, and he is um, he's actually a bartender at the Chateau Frontenac in Quebec City. Oh, wow, there you go. Right? And I've watched a few more, and it's pretty awesome. Nice. Second thing I learned was really interesting. It had to do with oils, so it was a cooking thing. And that, okay, uh, not not the not no no other kind of oil, no. right? But cooking things. So, yes, yes, yeah. So uh, olive oil, uh, okay. you never want to blend olive oil. Like you can mix it, use a whisk or whatever. But if you use like a machine to blend olive oil, oh yeah, it tends to break the olive oil um, polymers down. I was gonna say the polymer chain, and yeah. it actually makes it bitter. Interesting. So if you mix if you mix 
olive oil for a vinaigrette or something like that. Yeah. The other thing you need to use if you're using any kind of vinaigrette, so it usually is typically an acid mixed with an oil. Uh -huh, you need yeah. an emulsifier like mustard or something like that to to have it properly emulsify. Really? Um, yeah. And uh, so, but you never want to use a machine blend for olive oil. You can use other kinds of oils with machine blend, but okay. olive oil. Yeah, and oil. by machine blend, you mean like a mixer? Like a, yeah, uh, like immersion blender. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. There you go. Just olive oil? Just olive oil, yeah. Okay. It's because something to do with the per particular aromatics there. So That's awesome. Yeah. Well, now you know. Now right? you and, know. And knowing is half the battle. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, I guess the other thing I learned about a little bit is, um, and it ties into the whole business side of things, is this whole concept of uh, hiring on values. So um, I've been uh, doing some work with a client and they want to hire a person and they've had a lot of turnover and I, uh, I know they had a set of values that they've spent a lot of time and it just occurred to me, what a great idea to actually like use those to triage people and so did a bit of an internet search and sure enough found out that this is, there's a lot of resources on it. So, you know, this, this whole idea of you can train people, um, but you can't really change their values. So if you, you have the wrong fit, it's not, not going to work. So our main theme today you, is uh, uh, yours, and I believe it's going to be about dog training. Yeah, so one of the things that I do a great deal is I do a lot of pet photography, in particular I... I do a lot of dog photography, and I'm accredited uh, as a canine portraitist. Portraiturist. Portraiturist. Yes, that's a tongue twister. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. and um, so one of the things that I really have gotten exposed to is a lot of things related to different approaches to dog training. So sure. when I was when I you know had our first dog a long time ago, there were the the monks of New Skeet. Okay. So these are this is an order of monks that actually trained German shepherds. Oh, out really? Of, I think it's out of New York or somewhere in the eastern. Was this Oban yes. we're talking about? Your that old old dog. I think it was Oban. Okay. Yeah. And um, and then Guinness after that for sure. Right. But that w they had a particular way of training, and okay. we were you know we really followed that. But and and you know there's the whole concept of Caesar Milan, and you talk about things like. Alpha rolls. You remember right. the alpha roll? Nobody yeah, yeah, does yeah. alpha rolls. That's anymore. passe, right? Well, it's basically been proven to not work. It okay. just scares the crap out of the the, the dog. So uh, um, <laughs> that wasn't that long ago. So what about what about all the dogs that were trained under this model? Are they okay? Well, I mean, <laughs> dogs have been trained for a very long time, right? And um, the, I think the the real thing is there's been a move towards this. Uh, force-free approach okay tell because me about that so force-free so i'm not a full proponent of force-free i am a p proponent of mostly force-free okay okay so there are some parts of force-free that i think are a little too far mm. um and i'll explain in a second but sure. the the whole atti attitude of being needing to assert your dominance and being the alpha and all that stuff it's been actually shown to not really be all that true. It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of um, it, it doesn't really work that way. Right. And dogs don't really behave that way. They are not wolves. I was gonna say they it sounds more like training a wolf. Yeah, and <laughs> wolves don't actually get trained. Uh, wolves are almost untrainable. Actually, they're very difficult to train. So uh, dogs are an unusual animal because 
in 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 human history there isn't really an animal that bonds so much to humans right like, like dogs do sure so um you know i'm sorry if cat lovers are offended <laughs> by this but it, it is it is a bit different no I, i've we've owned both and yes they're not they're not the they're same not the same there's a lot of joy and enjoyment out of both but it is yes. a different experience yep totally and um so the whole concept with uh sort of the caesar milan and previous was kind of you need to assert your dominance right and and then you know you try and use um choke collars or martingales uh which is a type of partial choke collar okay to try and encourage the dog to do whatever you want sure a lot of quick corrections a lot of sharp movements and Apparently, this has a tendency to cause problems, particularly with certain certain breeds that are that are a bit more susceptible to it and can make okay. them, make them aggressive. Right. Sure. So um, nobody likes to be yanked around and yeah, and, and and it that's exactly it. And so the whole concept with the force free um, force free approach uh-huh. is to try and use positive reinforcement, which is what we do with kids nowadays. Like we, we apply the same concept. <laughs> Some of us, but yes, some of the time. Yeah, it would be Nobody's good. It's perfect. Be good if it worked as well as. <laughs> but um, so the idea is uh, positive reinforcement. So things like uh, prong collars, choke collars. Ooh, yeah. Um, electric collars good lord now uh some people think you shouldn't even use things like um gentle leaders or uh holt Uh, it's a type of uh the the ones that go around the muzzle oh really yeah so so that some proponents of force free say that that's too much but in my opinion that's not really um that's not really uh, forcing the dog to do something. You're actually just causing the dog to turn its head towards you yeah. rather than uh, tr- yanking the dog. Because honestly, if you yank a dog with one of those, that's actually kind of dangerous. That's not good. You could really hurt with one of, one, one of with, those. With one of those, um, those muzzle collars. Like oh, a, yeah. Like, <clears throat> a, like a gentle leader. Or yeah, we have one. We use one with our dog. We use yeah. one with There's ours. There's no yanking. No, you don't need to yank because exactly. they kind of control it themselves. They yeah. Do, and it does for our dog it it does wonders in terms of um she's walkable easily on uh on on walks and she doesn't pull when she has that on but uh when she doesn't have it on she's a kite right yeah yeah it works really well with our dog too although i've never seen a dog look more miserable than every night when i put it on him before i put it on he just (laughs) his whole body language is He's just very, very, very sad. <laughs> Once it's on, then he's like, "Okay, we're gonna go for a walk." But it is, it is quite funny, actually. Yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, I th- and I think that's some of the argument for the people for the forest free. Maybe you're you're traumatizing the dog, but I don't know. The dog, my dog, is a bit nuts. Yeah. And uh, I just spent two days with her, and she alternated from being kind of sleepy and you know calm to absolutely bouncing off. The four walls of right. truck camper, which is not very big when you have a bouncing 60-pound dog. <laughs> okay, so force-free, this is the, the state-of-the-art thinking. It is. It's uh, positive reinforcement, no no punishing the dog. Well, and you don't uh, have to. You just need to, uh, in general, the idea is you find the thing that motivates the, the dog. Right. So some, some dogs, it's praise. Some do- dogs, it's attention. Some dogs, it's uh, food, treats. 
Um, cash would cash work cash might work with people (laughs) (laughs) and certain children but the uh but but uh the idea is you find what works and then you you slowly shape the behavior okay and uh, i'm currently going through um through really um we're doing recall training for our dog to improve her recall because sure she's got a reasonable recall except she's decided that the last uh 10 feet are uh like optional yes okay so she'll come and then she'll sit 10 feet away from me just out of reach especially when she knows where the car is so part of the idea is that if you are a lot of the times people especially with recalls okay you're calling people when calling the dogs right at a point in time where you're going to do something they're not going to like like go home like go home right the end of the walk sure so all of a sudden every time you do that you're reinforcing the that you don't really want them to come back oh okay right or, or they don't really want to come back yeah they okay yeah so so they're, that's they're, fascinating well there's two things too with recalls right uh a lot of times it's like suppose your you name your dog's name is bingo right like you go like you go like <laughs> great dog name. come here sure. bingo 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 come bingo 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 so they come to learn that when it's a come call, it actually is like seven or 12 times that their name is called right. before they really have to show up. Sure. And uh, similarly, you know, the whole idea of you're trying to get them to do something, you need to encourage them to come and and, and uh, at a time that, that's useful. The other thing is apparently it is a lot easier to create a new command with a new word okay. than to fix a broken one. Oh, right. So sometimes fixing a broken one is so it takes a long time. Take a long time. Yeah. So if you've been using a word like "come," right. and the dog uh, has chosen to uh, stop ten stop. feet away, yeah. So you're better off trying to build it up. And uh, the trainer that we're dealing with has got an interesting approach. She's basically using a, a command uh, to a touch. So you basically uh, you start off very close, okay, and then uh, she she comes and. The d- the, well, the dog comes and touches your hand. Oh yeah, 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 right? yeah. And Wait. she's also I'm, I'm, I've also got her. I've got got my dog. Just one week, she's already now. She will place her collar in my hand. Oh, very yeah. cool. So that is very cool. Yeah. All part of this new recall training. Nice. So I'm really enjoying that. This is all force free. I don't have to. And and the thing, especially with, and this is this has been known for a long time. You know, even during the time of the height of Cesar Milan, right. was that <clears throat> call, you could not use coercion for recall commands ever. You've okay. never been able to because basically sure. the dog is a remote from you. Right. You're trying to encourage them to come to you and there is no way to do anything that will cause that uh, that will bring them to you um, coercively. So right. You have to use. You have to use some sort of positive approach. Now, mm. uh, you know, I think in the past, the people would use like uh, the, those, um, those super lightweight um, nylon strings. Okay. So you, so you can have like 300 feet of it. And right. And try and pull them. But it's really, it was never That's great. It's not really way. training though, is it? It was never really a great way to get a recall right. going. And um, so far, this is looking very promising and okay. very interesting. It's just it doesn't make much of a reality show though. So maybe that's why the whole alpha male thing alpha male sort of thing. caught on. And yeah, and the pit bulls okay. and 
he had he had he had a particular name for one of his pitfalls. I can't remember what his name was, but uh, that uh, it so. You know, I am all the more power to people training their dogs because that's right. pretty important. Especially, uh, I tend to find that with training, the big issue usually is not training the dog, it's training the human <laughs> to know how to train the dog. Because the dogs will usually get trained reasonably easily sure. if, if the human is consistent and knows how to do it. Right. Yeah, well, so let me ask you this. Every time my dog poops, I pick it up. So who's training who? <laughs> I don't do that for anybody else, <laughs> just for the dog. So, right? Yeah, mm. yeah that's right. <laughs> Although I don't think he really cares if you're picking up his poop or not. He seems amused. <laughs> awesome. Okay, that, that's all I really wanted to share yeah. so much about Force Free versus the Cesar right. Milano is there a Is there an author that people could go and check out this new approach? Or? Well, I know in Alberta for sure there is the um, Alberta Force Free Alliance. Oh, wow. Which will actually give you a list of um, trainers and resources specifically right. related to Force Free training. Cool. Uh, a lot of the rescues, and this is how I got exposed to it. They require that you um, that you use force-free techniques, right? And which makes sense because some of those animals have, might have been traumatized, and it's not going to work all that well, right? Yeah, and 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 yeah, and that's exactly it. And yeah. and trauma has been a big issue with a lot of yeah a lot of rescues in yeah. terms of so they're they're trying a trauma-informed approach to training. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. So trauma is very much on you know top of mind these days, right? People, yes. animals, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much the scoop. Oh, cool. Well, thanks for sharing. That's yeah. uh, interesting stuff. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, I mean, we're all over the map, so yeah, absolutely. Just try to uh, expand our boundaries. Right. Yeah. So, what kind of media have you been consuming? Oh, well, you know, uh, I'm still trying to get through a bunch of the shows that we've already talked about, uh, that Mindhunters and uh, still poking away. I finally, I watched The Expanse where they, they came up with the name. Okay, I think it's like episode five or something. So yeah. I was like, ah, okay, that's good. Yeah. And uh, we've been watching some RuPaul. Paul, my wife loves RuPaul. So really? We, oh, yeah. We've watched, uh, the kids watch it. She watches it. I watch it. I, I love the, it's, it's uh, there, there was a Saturday Night Live episode with uh, Pete Davidson and RuPaul. Yes. RuPaul was on there. And yeah. uh, and Pete Davidson has been this uh, doing this uh, ongoing skit for the last few years called Chat. Okay. And, and, and in fact, if you see the most recent one that he did, which was when uh, Elon Musk was there. Okay. They did one called The Astronaut. And okay. uh, the, the, it's a little little mini film with the astronaut with Chad. And Chad is Chad is a hysterical character. Pete Davidson absolutely nails it. Yeah. But but there was one the one where that I first got exposed to it was with RuPaul. Okay. And uh, Chad is an unusual guy. He just he just says usually one word answers to everything. <laughs> okay. Right? So how are you doing? Cool. <laughs> you know, uh, and, yeah. and just, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. super short. So but he kept referring to RuPaul as Rupal. Rupal. Yeah. <laughs> actually, okay, Rupal. They actually that that came from an episode of the RuPaul's uh, drag 
drag challenge or whatever. Really? So, yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. I'm sure. Well, so, anyway, it was. Uh, but uh, it was. It but was, no, uh, it's it's one of these uplifting kind of shows. It's funny the stuff that you can find where it's I have like never all seen the it. messaging. Well, I mean, I mean, because drag queens are are folks who you know they haven't exactly had the easiest. Um, you know, uh, integration, right? So it's people who've come from some challenges for the most part. And so they really tap into that. So it's, it's, and I mean, the talent um, sometimes is amazing. So yeah, kids watch it. We watch it. Our neighbors watch it. It's a good show. Wow. And um, I've been watching, uh, well, I I watched the most recent episode of Loki and tomorrow will be the finale. It was only six episodes? It was only six episodes. I thought there was more. And uh, man, every episode, they, they, you know, they go far are you uh are you a kang the conqueror uh, uh in camp kang or do you think it's gonna be somebody else i have a sneaking suspicion it is not kang the conqueror Ooh. but um well we'll know by next week well we will i've you know i've been one of these guys who uh who uh watches and then i go Land watch all the, the watch all the youtube videos <laughs> hey, all the predictors yeah me and stuff too like that. So, exactly. Uh, yes, land of the nerds. Yeah. Absolutely. Just trying to find out. Yeah. Okay, what it's really Ken- happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's either <laughs> Kang the Conqueror, or it's uh, there, there's a there's there's a few other characters that it could be from from um, uh, from the Marvel. Uh, what would you call it? The Marvel. Uh, the, the pantheon of of villains. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, they've yeah. had all kinds of different versions because they've been using the multiverse for years it, to do all exactly. kinds of different weird things. Although there were, never was a Loki alligator except for uh for last week's. Well, they got to be a little creative too. So by the time Anyways. by the time this this episode drops, the finale will have come out. Right. But um So we'll know. We'll know it'll be interesting. Well, I what I hope is if it is Kang I, I would pay big money for a, a Shatner cameo where he comes out and goes, Kang! <laughs> <laughs> that would be, that would be fun. <laughs> that is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> if, if anybody's not familiar, that is uh, an homage to Ra- the Wrath of the Khan. The Wrath of Khan, yes. exactly. Excellent. So. I like the fact that both the new and the old Star Trek was able to use use that That's same terminology right. with different different... Yep. different Star Trek characters. Yeah, it's all memed voicing. up. Right? Yeah, it's awesome. I, 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 We've had two Star Trek references in this episode. Oh my god! Yeah, epi- yeah. There you go. Yeah, well, for me, Star Trek was definitely the thing growing up. Yeah, and it's one of the few. The thing about Star Trek versus almost every other science fiction or or speculative fiction, as they like to talk about it, is that Star Trek had an up um, had a optimistic future <laughs> well well up until up until uh, up discovery, until discovery season one totally well yeah. no it's season well, one season two season, i i've like, discovery's grown on me i did not care for the first season and uh I, I but it, it kind of grew on me a little bit and picard i thought was okay picard is really good yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean a lot of people had issues but that's the thing you you can't recreate a show from the nineties, no. you know, 25, 30 years later, right? This no. is always the complaint that some folks have. Oh, it's not like it used to be. Yeah. Nothing's like it used to be. Right. We don't do dial up internet and <laughs> you, know, you don't drive to blockbuster to rent a movie. So exactly. come on, man, get on with it. You don't it. Put, place your orders at consumers so, distributing. Oh, yeah. Wait, oh that? man. That's there's 1970s. a deep one. 
There's some childhood trauma revisited. <laughs> I'm afraid the item you had your heart set on for Christmas is sold out. Yes. We only Boom. have this plastic version, which is an upgrade from the one that you <laughs> There you go. Uh, other media? I think that's pretty much it right yeah, now. Yeah, well, I mean, there's only so much time ah, in the day. Exactly. stuff. There's so much stuff to try and consume. It's uh, Well, I did watch an episode of uh, Invincible. What's that about? So the it's the it's a, another superhero, uh, but this is a it's an animated cartoon, and oh, okay. uh, one of the lead characters is um, voiced by J.K. Simons. Oh, right, and uh, there's a guy who's done I have some to iconic say, characters, right? I have to say, uh, Jane Jonah Jameson, uh, not uh, to Commissioner Gordon. I'm not going to give a spoiler, but I'm going to give a heads up. So. I mean, I watch and I'm going like, oh, well, this is going to be one of those, you know, Justice League kind of upbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. No, and not so much. And then it took a hard turn, almost like the boys. Not quite, but oh, okay. I'm going like, oh, my God, where the hell is this going? Right. So, And you say it's an animation. It is a, it is an animation. Okay. Apparently, it got great reviews. Right. So, um, you know, Lori and I just uh, decided we wanted to watch a short TV show because we didn't right. watch a movie. We were, yeah. you know, yeah, it was later and we didn't want to stay up that late. Sure. So we watched one episode. Um, I think the next thing that's on our uh, media media list is uh, to, to watch Nomadland. Nomadland? So Nomadland. Nomadland. Okay. The one with uh, Frances McDermott. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. She won, I think she won an Academy Award for it. Cool. Yeah. So All right. Anyway, certainly a Golden Globe. So that's that's the media we're consuming. That's a great idea. We'll talk about uh, Brene Brown's armored leadership versus uh, uh, authentic leadership. Uh, I am actually genuinely yeah. interested. Uh, there are a lot of people that I know that are huge fans of Brene Brown. And um, I can't say that I've spent enough time really understanding what she has to say. I have to say her delivery drives me a bit nuts. Oh. <laughs> so I'm often... The uh, Texas twang a little bit? Yeah, you know, I just... Uh, I don't know. There's something yeah. about her that uh, that uh, has not endeared her style to me. But that doesn't mean that I'm not... Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not interested. Yeah, so, so we'll talk about um, the uh, armored leadership. And I can't place the opposite. The good one. Armored's the bad one. And then she's got like the what you should do. It's something leadership. <laughs> I just can't remember right <laughs> something, now. Something leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Fill in authentic the or brave, brave. Oh, it's brave. Brave leadership. Armored versus brave. Brave. Yes. So okay. we'll talk about brave leadership a la Brene Brown. Okay. Yeah. It'd be great. Anything else you got planned this coming week? Uh, yeah. Going camping on the weekend. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it right now. Yeah. Um actually gonna go do some hiking with, with my wife. Yeah. I think oh. we're gonna go to Canmore and do Haling. Oh, okay. I think that's the plan right that now. That is the so. politically correct name. Oh, what's the unpolitically correct name? It used to be called Chinaman's Peak. Or oh Chinaman's really? Hat or Chinaman's oh, yeah. Peak. Yeah. It's Chinaman's uh, hat. Yeah. So and, and so it was quite some time <laughs> ago that they changed this <laughs> we're name. We're from Canada, right? So yeah, we Well we, in fact we, both names were intended to honor this one particular guy. Yeah. 
Um, they just felt that the Chinaman's Peak was not uh, an appropriate homage. Not to this so movie. honoring. Yeah, so they actually named it after the guy. His name is Holly. Oh, awesome. Well, there so, you go. Uh, yeah, so uh, maybe you can report on any trivia you find out about Holly next week. Yep. Uh, but as I understand it, that is the... Uh, that is where the name came from. Some 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 individual named Haling who apparently hiked it, I believe. So okay, so there'll probably be a sign. <laughs> I'll <laughs> yeah. let you know what I find out. Yeah, excellent. That's what about you? Deep research. Any, any big exciting plans? Ah, uh, well, supposedly. Um, so I have my old trailer. Jilly is. Um, I have somebody <laughs> who's. Uh, I still have it. It's it's. Pending a uh, pending sale that they're supposed to be picking it up on Saturday. Except ah. picking it up means me driving it to Red Deer because they're coming from Lethbridge. So, um, so you guys are gonna do the the middle exchange? I'm gonna do well. It's not quite the lot. middle, but it's closer. So uh, hopefully that goes through. Otherwise, I might have a trailer <laughs> still for sale. Better have your GPS on in case you disappear. <laughs> yeah. Last seen at this parking lot. Yes. Well, and it's gonna be interesting because I gotta get anyway. I, I, there, there's towing issues i've not right tow, towed it i'm gonna tow it behind larry and the rosinante so so i'll have this fun tiny little 1300 pound triple axle <laughs> oh no i guess the rosinante sits on the truck so it sits yeah. on the truck but yeah. i have this i have this tiny 1300 pound trailer being right. towed by uh, it's not probably close to nine thousand pound truck yeah trailer combination well, good luck, <laughs> and hopefully it's still attached when you get to Red Deer. Thanks. <laughs> so anyway, that's okay. uh, that's it for this that's week's episode. Wrap up number six. Wrap up and, number six. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, so bye right. to all the gals, pals, and uh, no, I get it wrong. Guys, gals, <laughs> and non-binary pals. There you go. There you go, <laughs> as Kenji says. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs>